0: welcome back to the master of none podcast where we go 365 days bringing you a podcast every single day nothing is off the table the intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast as well as informing as well as entertaining so sit back relax and listen and enjoy the show all right so this story has it all we have prime ministers We have presidents, US presidents, we have actors, we have musical artists, we have businessmen, we have Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio, all within this story. I'm about to break it down within 15 minutes, so hold on. Okay, this is one of those stories, probably the biggest financial embezzlement story of our generation. It's so crazy how these stories just keep getting crazier and crazier. And this is one of them. So in order to really get the full comprehension of this, I'm still trying to understand just what it is. But from a standpoint of just looking at the service level, I may need to do a part two in terms of of podcasting in order to really give a good insight of it. But whenever we look at it, we must go back way back to what is known as the IMBD investigation. So the reason why this story is probably popping in the news as of late is Leonardo DiCaprio was actually um, in court on Monday having to be called as a witness, and it is tied to a Malaysian fund. So whenever we look at this fund, it goes back to the prime minister, Nabi Razan, who was actually... In charge of Malaysia during 2009 and on. And as a result of being a prime minister, he created the IMBD fund, which was a fund of money that was funneled originally to have some type of investments, development investments, such as that. And what we have is we have Joe Lowe. Now, really to understand the best kind of understanding of Joe Lowe is you think about him kind of as the Malaysian great Gatsby he's also known as aka the whale he has a he has a story about him that's really interesting you know coming from wealth coming from money but he was a master networker he had the ability to really understand how to come in a room it, and use money and he actually came from wealth so he's born from wealth and he has his family actually has ties to the Chinese government his father actually had a business in Guangdong, so a lot of these ties actually come through to the Chinese, um, with the Chinese, and it's really normal for Chinese people to live in Malaysia and have ties back and forth. If you can think about Malaysia as a geopolitical kind of country, it's kind of like a hodgepodge. It's like all of the people of Asia live in Malaysia. Um, I've actually been there; it's a crazy country. But whenever we look at this case, it's really important to understand that Jolo was actually able to network in within the prime minister and get access to this fund that had billions of dollars in it because at a young level he realized that the real money is within state funds. So from there around 2009 he was able to gain access to this account. Now as he was able to gain access to this account what he was doing is a result of funneling money to his personal bank account. Now the details of this are still vague but there is an ongoing case with the DOJ, what they are going—they're trying him, and he is actually currently in hiding. But when we look at this, we can identify that he was able to take six billion dollars to put in his account. Now, what kind of gives him this the story, or why we're talking about him today, is what he did with that money. So, as a result of having that money, he was really able to—he was able to influence a lot of people within Hollywood, musicians, and it ran the gamut. So if you can think actually about the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, um, he funded and bankrolled the majority $60 million of it. And Leonardo DiCaprio actually met him backstage at an event, I think for a Fuji's concert. And as a result of it, they hit it up and started talking. And he actually ended up taking the money from the, uh, the, um, the 1MMB fund and used that to fund The Wolf of Wall Street. So it's kind of interesting because The Wolf of Wall Street was about embezzlement and um not embezzlement but it's about stock funds and there was some embezz- embezzlement there and the money was literally funded by embezzlement so a uh, really interesting story taking place with that. So this money was actually used to influence a lot of different um different organizations around the world too if you look at it what the DOJ is kind of indicating is that the, this was representation of $452 million that was misrepresented. In total, the return over it says it's $1.2 billion, but there was more money actually funded within the billion account. So what they're indicating is $1.7 billion was actually seized in assets, but there could be more. And it ran from the US, Switzerland, Singapore, London, all over. He had multiple houses, Jolo did. He used his money. He had private jets and he'd fly back and forth. Well, really what the story is starting to take place here is at some point in time, whenever Nabib was prime minister, um, he was having a party there. And as a result of having the party, Praz who was the founder of the Fijis ended up going to Malaysia and played a show there. And the story takes place that after playing the show, Jolo and Praz actually started talking on the ship at the party They kind of came to an arrangement, if you will, that potentially PRAZ would be used to help funnel money from this account to go into the Obama, to fund the Obama campaign for 2012. So PRAZ uh, presumably agreed the DOJ is holding charges for him and he took the money around 12 million, funneled it through PRAZ and then PRAZ would actually donate it To the Obama administration. So from there, what you have is you have a situation where there was a lot of potential collusion with Praz and Jolo. And it's rumored to believe too, that he was actually put as a retainer for 8 million. And as this case started to transpire and get more, more leverage, and it was determined that this potentially was a issue Now, when we look at the issue, what we have to understand is no foreign entity can donate any money to any type of federal campaign directly or indirectly for that matter. But sometimes there's ways to go loopholes, I'm sure. And as a result of it, what the DOJ is saying that Proz was potentially colluding with a foreign entity and it could indicate that he, in fact, is represented as a, a foreign um, asset potentially a foreign spy or a foreign tool of the state. Now, what's interesting is that Jolo does have ties to the Chinese government. And if he was funding money through this account and going into the Obama administration, it's going to leave for a lot of interesting conversations. Now, a lot of people believe that there could be more to this story. Well, there is more to this story because as a result of it, it was confirmed this week, that that's in fact what happened. Leonardo DiCaprio today or on Monday this week indicated that Jolo in fact told Leo that he was going to send thirty million dollars to the Obama administration. Now, what's really interesting is if you look at what Leonardo was talking about, he's really kind of coming cleaned and showing this later of Jolo because presumably he paid a lot of money in drinking. A lot of partying. He would play a lot of stars to come to his parties, like Jamie Foxx, Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, and um, Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, there's this famous story where Leonardo DiCaprio once wanted to spend um, New Year's in Australia and in the United States in the same night, but in fact, it was Jolo in his private jet, and he f- had two new two um, New Year's, if you will one in Australia, one in New Zealand. And it's also rumored to believe that he lost $2 million in less than 90 minutes gambling within Las Vegas and acted like it was nothing. So whenever we look at this story, there's a lot of different pieces and parts and a lot of different influencing. So as a result of this too, if we go back to the Praz story, what's really starting to come out is that Praz was actually in colludes with... Um, with Jolo in a lot of different situations, they actually, sorry, this is a very complex kind of story. I'm trying to break it down the best I can. So whenever Trump became president, Jolo was still working with Praz from the Fijis and he was still on retainer. And one of the things that they were trying to broker was brokering a deal. Praz was trying to broker a deal with the Trump administration in order to get, um, the Chinese businessman who was, arrested for embezzlement qual wangu which is potentially have 1 billion dollars worth of fraud he's trying to broker this deal with the Trump administration it didn't work out he also was trying to broker a deal potentially to have them stop investigating this whole one um 1 MBD scandal so Praz was literally affiliated trying to get him to funding to stop. And it's rumored that if he did get him to stop that Jolo was in fact going to pay him $75 million. So the DOJ has literally came up against the case with them. And they're trying to indicate that it's tied to a lot of fraud and a lot of situations. And it's not looking good for Proz. So Proz could be facing multiple decades in prison if tried and his, his hands on it. They have direct proof that he was funding. He was giving money to the Obama administration. He was working with the Trump administration. And this, this relationship all took place. in that night I was talking about where he's on the yacht. So moving forward, what are the different kind of outcomes that could potentially come from this case? Well, there's a lot. There's still a lot unfolding and there are so many layers to it, as you can probably tell just from listening to this. But One thing that's really, really interesting is Obama and Trump could potentially be asked, be called as witnesses to talk about this embegglement situation, more than likely not. Now, there's a lot of interesting talk right now because simultaneously at the same time, President Obama has announced he will be going to Kenya for one year to film his documentary that coincides with his book, he should be there for a, a year, kind of reattaching to his, father, to, to his fatherland. I think that's the intention of it. Now, what makes it really, really interesting is we don't know where the end or the beginning of this funding is, and it looks like it's probably shaping up to be one of the craziest uh, cases we've ever seen, and I, I still cannot get how many pieces and how many parts of it. It literally sounds like it's some type of crazy movie, where you have an individual taking state funds, using them for his own political gain and potentially tying it and funding it to the Chinese government. So right now, when we look at trying to find Joe though, we have no idea where he is. It's believed that he is actually being protected currently by the Chinese government. It's believed that they are holding him and they are protecting him from extradition to the United States. Now this case is, is going to get spicier and spicier. So what happens if JOLO, in fact, was funding money directly to the President Obama's campaign? You know, I think there's could be a potential investigation looking into it to determine what happened. There's a lot of story like, you know, potentially because Obama is now worth close to $60 million, he has a lot of funding, you know, there could be some conversations about potential funding. I don't think it's going to be tied to the case. This could be another different podcast. But it's interesting that he's kind of skipping town. And we also had Trump's arraignment kind of taking over this story and making it not as big as you thought it would be, which in fact is very, very interesting timing. It's like we can talk about Trump, but has anyone talked about how this case could potentially be tied to Obama and how Wolf of Wall Street as a movie, which is a great movie, is really tied to embezzlement money? I mean, I can't really still... Wrap my head around it. So, what the potential outcome could be is we're going to find more stories about it. We're going to understand how this money was really utilized and how much political influence it really had. And it sounds like it goes all the way to the top. Now, when we think about these stories like FTX, we also think about what's going on with um, Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. And it's really indicating to me that if you can play to pay to play within these different circles, you can go all the way to the top and have influence and interact from there. So it looked like there was a lot of potential influence coming from this. So I think the biggest question is, why would Jolo wanted to give $30 million to the Obama administration? Now, did he just have that money ready available? And why would he want to give it? Now, obviously, we know money wasn't a really big deal to him. So was he supporting him? Was there other political gain there? Was it nefarious activity? Was it just because... Or how does it all play in the part? We do know that the main witnesses for this case are A-list actors who have millions and millions of dollars. So we know the type of company he wanted to keep. He wanted to be part of the circle, you know, and it's even rumored to believe that he was even dating Paris Hilton at one time. So as we look at this story, I think it's really going to be interesting to see what are the political ties to it? What is going to happen as it relates to Donald Trump? What's going to happen as it relates to Obama? How do these stories kind of provide us more insight? And once again, it's just crazier than fiction. In my opinion, this literally sounds like something you couldn't even write this story. You know, you couldn't even write it. And whenever you break down these layers, there's just so many different layers of influence. So I think with that being said, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, And, you know, yesterday the podcast was actually with my brother just doing a rough recording Um, but we'll do better next time. So thank you and we'll get back to you tomorrow.